your life center, center of life. You find expression and life in Christ. At TLC, discover God. At TLC, discover you. At TLC, discover life. Discover God, discover you, discover life. Of the Lord. Amen. Let's just wave our hands to the Almighty. If you can close your eyes for a minute, just focus on Him. This morning, as we gather, we're not gathered to man to the Almighty, seated upon the throne. We humble ourselves before His throne this morning. I will just worship Him. I will say, Father, You are worthy. Worthy of my praise. Worthy of all honor. Worthy of all glory. Worthy of all adoration. When people are praising you, you know you are not the one. That there is somebody who has enabled you. So you are transferring that praise back to him. Father, I give you all the glory. Thank you, King of glory. In Jesus' mighty name we have worshipped. Father, we thank you one more time. For truly there is none like you. Thank you for being our help. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for the precious blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary for the remission of our sins. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace that enables us to stand confidently before you this morning. Father, we yearn for a touch from you today. We surrender ourselves unto you. We ask, oh God, for a special unction upon every man, every woman here today. That, Father, there shall be transformation in our hearts, even as we hear your word. Thank you, King of Glory, for those you have saved already. And thank you for what you will do here in those in lives of those who are trusting you in one way or the other. Let today be a day of joy. At the end of it all, your name will be glorified. Empower your word this morning. And your name be lifted high. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let's shout a bigger amen. amen. If you are blessed already, shout a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. Welcome seven people with a good smile. A genuine automatic smile. Hallelujah. If nobody welcomed you, wave your hand. Ah, that's not nice. Welcome somebody next to you. Hallelujah. Everybody sitting, stand up. I've said this several times. Until the pastor tells you to sit, you are not permitted to sit. Please don't let us repeat that. Hallelujah. Is that okay? Is a culture we have 
in the redeemed Christian Church of God. A praise the name of the Lord. Is that clear? So tell your neighbor, did you hear? Tell your neighbor, I hope the day that, that the Jew comes, you will not behave otherwise. There are things you have to learn and, you know, do exercises about. So that we don't disrespect our fathers. Even if Pastor Dun doesn't mind, you know, it's not what we do to those who we come. Hallelujah. Exactly. Praise the name of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, you can now sit down. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so nice to see every one of us again on a Sunday. Even though I would have loved to see you like this on a Wednesday. We are still praying that one day God will touch you. Amen. And surely he will touch you. There's so much we learn, I mean, during, I think uh, um, the media will start showing us from next Sunday clips of some of the things we do on Wednesday. Very interesting uh, discussions. And you know, by the time the volume of things you are missing is piling up every day, every week, you know, you are becoming weaker and weaker. And when you should be in primary six, you are, you'll be in primary one. When you should be in, you know, university graduating because, you know, in, in, in this knowledge, you will still be a junior boy. It's not very nice. When you start having children, you will have nothing to tell them. Because you yourself are not strong. Praise God. So if the deeper things are happening on Wednesday, if the questions and answers are being taken on Wednesday, I don't think it's a service you should miss. Amen. So if you can't come, at least be online. Even though we prefer you come. So you can actually participate. Hallelujah. Amen. I like the way we collected our tithes this morning. Amen. I think we should make that to be permanent. Hallelujah. So titles from now on, you will dance forward. You know, titan is what has been difficult for so many people. So if God has given you victory to be able to pay your tithes, you know, uh, it's a thing to dance forward. And I, and I know that in this church, we pay uh, our tithes. Whenever I'm made pastor of a parish, one of the first things I teach is titan. And once God can take care of it, you know, once you can tell the Almighty God your mind, because, you know, Titan gives breakthrough. It gives healing. Like I always say, um, some people want to have long line of counseling when it's on pastors. But me, I've simply, told, I've, I've simply told God, just heal everybody, solve their problems. Then there will be, there'll be more ease for me. So that is why we always teach Titan. So that the power of God can go to work immediately in your lives. Even if you are a student, one Naira tithe will not be rejected by God. Amen. Everybody must develop that culture. Hallelujah. Whenever you want to give me, if you give me a hundred thousand Naira, in my mind, what I know I've received is 90. Over the years, I've strengthened myself with that. I don't ever calculate my money complete, you know, as 100%. If you are giving me a million, I know that you are giving me 900,000. So if I'm looking for one million naira, the money is not yet complete. Praise God. God will help every one of us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Amen. How many of us have a testimony that God did something for him or her this week? Hallelujah. You can testify. Are you sure? Very few people. What is happening to the rest of you? Are you not Christians? Why is God not doing something in your life? Amen. Why are you going through the same prayer point for the last six months? Amen. By now, your prayer point should be thanksgiving. Just thanking God for the good things he has done. I'm trusting God by the reason of what God wants to tell us this morning. There will be testimonies in your lives. Amen. Even amen, you cannot shout. Amen. I pity you. Ordinary amen, you cannot shout. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, people that need something have a different attitude. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't imitate your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I will not imitate you. You're already settled. You're already loaded. You don't have any problem. But me, oh, I need, I, need the, I need the almighty God. So I will shout hallelujah. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout a louder hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4. Praise God. This is the season of perfection. We went from help into perfection. Now, when you cross, the season does not end. Amen? That's good news for somebody. But when you enter a season with God, he continues. not like rain season and dry season. Amen? Help continues. Now we are adding perfection. Hallelujah. I'm so excited because I know that there will be testimonies. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Are we there? The Bible says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. This morning we are looking at the message titled, The Perfect Word. The Perfect Word. On Wednesday we took a message titled, what? The Perfect Sacrifice. Hallelujah. Because we have decided that this month, God will perfect many things in us. Praise the name of the Lord. What was the topic for last Sunday? Thanksgiving, an act of perfection. I don't know why you will not remember titles of messages. I normally title my messages to be very brief and short so you can remember. I could have titled this message the word of God that when it comes into you, it makes you perfect to the end. Then you won't remember. What was the topic for today? Shout it louder. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. In 2 Samuel twenty-two thirty-one. 2 Samuel 
chapter 22, verse 31. The Bible says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in him. Now, if we look at the New International Version, the Bible says, as for God, in that same scripture, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all those who take refuge in him. Shields all who take refuge in him. The word of God is perfect. It doesn't have any flaw. There is no mistake in the word of God. He doesn't just speak for speaking's sake. He is not made with any error. So everything he does is perfect. Hallelujah. That is why we can confidently say there is something called the perfect word of God. Praise the name of the Lord. So in that scripture that we read, Hebrews 4, it talks about the word of God as being quick and being powerful. Hallelujah. The word of God is what? It's quick and it's powerful. Now, if we look at other translations, like in the NIV, it tells us that that word is alive. That word is active. That word has flesh. It is not passive word. Praise the name of the Lord. The word of God is dynamic. It's not stagnant. It goes into action. It can move. It can relocate. It can act here today and act here tomorrow. Praise the name of the Lord. So it is quick. That is it's active. It's alive. And it is powerful. The word of God is like a bulldozer. If you are a little bit deeper, you may get to a point where you'll be able to even feel it and touch it. That the word of God becomes not just something to the ear, but a force that pushes the body. That is what the word of God does. As you grow, that is why we desire that you grow. You will feel the word of God push you. You will feel the word of God wake you up by hitting you physically. It transcends from what it is right now to the ear. It gets to a point, it becomes another person standing by you. The word of God at times even holds you. And the word of God fights for you. I pray you will rise to that point where the word of God is not just letter, but the word of God is the spirit. Even in the physical form, the perfect word of God is quick and powerful. It's sharper than every other word, two-edged sword. Let them be strong words. Let them be convincing words. 
You know, when the word of God, be, when, when any word becomes convincing, it becomes a sword. But here they are said it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Some things, some words can convince you. And in fact, right now, I love to those motivational speakers and even motivational pastors. They use the word. But the Bible says there is one word that is sharper than them. And this word can go in to the joints. What a metaphor can go to the barrels, places that you normally cannot get to. For them to get to your bone marrow, they have to cut the bone or something. Injection may not get there. There's a way they open it. But the Bible says this word of God gets to where other things cannot get to. That is what they are trying to say there. The word of God. The word of God. The word of God is fire. The word of God can vanish into spaces that cannot be opened. The word of God goes into your mind. And it can know what you are thinking. It discerns the thoughts and even the intentions, the attitudes of the heart. The word of God is why we are gathered. The word of God is what brings us here every Sunday. Weekdays, the word of God. The word of God is why you will put on your television and want to hear a preaching, a message. Because there is something that is needed in your life that the word of God can truly address. And I have good news for somebody. By reason of what we have seen in Hebrews 4 verse 12, the word of God can actually address every situation of your life. There's nothing in your life that this perfected word of God cannot take care of. Praise the name of the Lord. All you need in your life is actually the perfected word. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm praying that today will be a turnaround. In the mighty name of Jesus. When the word of God is perfected in you, you float. You begin to see things in a different dimension. You begin to see results in a different way. Hallelujah. Things begin to happen on your behalf even when you are not there. Because the word of God is active. It can take the thoughts of your heart and go and walk on it and cause it to come to pass. It can, the word of God can, can, can take your desire according to the will of God in you. Leave you alone. Take that desire and go to that ministry and begin to work. It is the word of God. The perfect word of the Almighty. In Genesis chapter 1, we all know from, verses, from verse 1 to verse 5, the Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens in the beginning was the word. No, created the heavens. Okay, that's John 1. God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. It says, the spirit of the almighty God in verse 3, hovered upon the face of the waters, and God said. 
at this time, I believe only God was, <laughs> you know, was handling his word. He said, let there be light. It was just a word like we heard. But God knows that his word is not just a word. That word is quick. It's active. It's powerful. It is the same word we are talking about this morning. The word of God went to work immediately. And things entropy was, rest, was, was removed and there was form immediately. Because of the word of God. If you are a Christian, I believe you believe and you understand that God formed the earth by his word. Am I right? You believe that up to this point. God truly formed. He did not set out caterpillars. He did not send forth engineers. He did not send any equipment. It is that same word we are talking about this morning. That God said, let there be light. Let there be heavens. Let there be separation. Let the waters you know, fill the sea and not come over into the, onto the land. This is everything he did. And the Bible says, on the sixth day, God looked at everything he had done. He had a guarantee that his word was good. And there was a confirmation in reality that everything he created was what? Was good. The word of God is quick, is active, is alive, and is powerful. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, if we go to John chapter 1, let's open to it very quickly. This book of John chapter 1. And if you read from verse 1, praise the name of the Lord. He said, in the beginning was the word. And, and you know, in my Bible, in the King James, that word is capital W. What does it mean? It means it is a noun. You remember nouns and verbs and pronouns and all that? <laughs> Hallelujah. God will not allow us to do common entrance again. For so many people will fail. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. If it's a noun, it's person. In the beginning was this person. And this person was with God. And this person was God. Part of God. And I said in verse 2, the same was in the beginning with God. Now, two things you can learn from here. From that verse 1, it talked about beginning. And in verse 2, he now said beginning again. There are two different beginnings. Or two different uses. In the beginning, when God existed, was the word. Now, in verse 2, they are referring to Genesis chapter 1. They said, the same was in the beginning with God. That is when creation was happening. Hallelujah. Jesus has always, the word has always existed with God. But in that beginning, when they were creating in Genesis 1, he was also there. Praise God. The Bible says, 
all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. Talking about the word, Jesus. Hallelujah. And the light shines in darkness, shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. What was the darkness coming down to earth? And he came and he was shining. And the darkness could not stand him. Because he carried the light. So the personality of Jesus was there at the beginning. Praise the name of the Lord. And the Bible described him here as the word. The second person we know was there at the beginning. Now, the third was stated in Genesis 1. It says, the spirit of God hovered upon the face of the waters. Just waiting. And when God spoke, what seems to have happened? The word Jesus went to work. God they said, nothing was created without him. And he was the one telling the Holy Spirit, oh, yeah, now do this. My father has said there should be light. Do you understand the relationship now at the beginning? So God, the father, all he did was to speak. All God does is speak. Jesus, the coordinator, organizer, and Holy Spirit, the walking arm of the Trinity. If there must be a miracle in your life, it is the Holy Spirit that will go to work. And I pray that you have that Holy Spirit. <laughs> in the mighty name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. In John chapter 6, the same book of John. Let's open to it very quickly. John chapter 6, verse 63. John 6, 63. The Bible says, It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. And what do we say quicken is? Quicken is action. It is the spirit that acts. It is the spirit that works. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. Talking about your own spirit here. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. When God talks to you, is addressing your spirit. And that gives life. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't want to read verse 64a. It says, but there are some of you that believe not. My prayer is that you will believe this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. So, the word of God is the fullness of God. When God speaks, it is himself he's transferring. He's transferring his power, transferring everything about him. When God says, I will bless you, he wasn't joking. When he told Abraham, it was not a joke. He went ahead to bless him. And, you know, he has been the most blessed man. A father of many nations. The word of God concerning you is not a joke. It is real.
When God says he will promote you, he means it. Why? Because there is a perfected word of God, the perfect word. And that is what we receive as children of God. Let it enter your bone marrow this morning. That the word of God is for your benefit. The word of God truly is working in your life. It is that same word that what had been predestined before the foundations of the earth, that is you, you came to be. Before you were born, the word of God was working. When you were born, it was still working. But when you now ate the apple, the forbidden apple, that tree, then things are just slowing down in your life. It wasn't supposed to be like this. You know, we have inherited a curse. Are you following me? Because of what was eaten wrongly in the Garden of Eden. And that was what happened to us. So we now slowed down. Then the devil came in with more things just to slow us down. And today some of us are stagnant. We can't move forward. Problems, difficulties, cry, sorrow, fear. Everything has taken over. But the word of God is still quick and powerful. I'm praying that to, this morning there will be an encounter. Another encounter. That will quicken your spirit. To understand that you are not ordinary. That the, word, the same word of God has not changed. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So you need to have the word of God in you. It makes you perfect. In the book of Hebrews chapter 13, let us go to it very quickly. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20. The Bible says, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to every word. Don't rush the word of God. He says, the God of peace, this same, our Father, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ. He was still acting by his word to even quicken our Lord Jesus when he died. He said, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. Walking in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Walking it in you through Jesus Christ. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So through Jesus, he's walking in you. So that you can be well-pleasing to him. In Ephesians 5, 26, 27, he says that he washes us with water as with the water. So that he can present to himself. A church without spot or wrinkle. What God wants to do is to make you presentable to him. And he's working at it every day. But there are many things that hinder this work of the word in our lives. I pray that God will open our eyes today. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
Hallelujah. So when you don't have the word, then that is the problem. The letter kills, but you have to start from the letter. Then you grow to the spirit that gives life. Even the letter we don't have. How will it come to you? How will you make it? How will you overcome? How will your problem be solved? When nothing is there. So do you need to read the word? Yes. Do you need to memorize it? Yes. You may not know the exact scripture, but you should know that there's something in the Bible that says that you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You should know that in your head. You should know good scriptures in your head. That when you are in a situation, there's a scripture working against that situation. But when you don't know all that, you are empty and you are vulnerable. And that is where the whole problem starts from. If I have my way, I will, I will close down all of these, our programs we are doing. Want to come for any program? Yeah, do you know the word? Want to go for any deliverance? Do you know the word? You don't know the word. You are going from everywhere. How will it work? There are things in your life that God must do to take you from one year to the other because he, he needs the generations. But the quality things of your life are left outstanding because of your own fault. What you take one year is taking five years. And everything is a problem. And we all have issues. Because truly, this word of God is not there. You know, there are th this, this new age, you know, the, 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 this, uh, this evolving new age is such, I don't want to use the wrong word on, the, on you. Because it affected us also. Those days, um, you see our parents carrying those very big giant Bibles. And they read it. Those days, you know, you have to memorize everything. But we are lucky in our generation, you have the search function in our devices. So you don't have to memorize, you know, exactly where it is. If you don't know where it is, Hebrews 4.12, you don't know where it is, go to your device and type quicken. When you type quicken, it will tell you many quicken, you choose the one you are looking for. Praise the name of the Lord. Those days, there was nothing to type. They had to memorize the whole Bible. So to prepare a message then took so long. Now you can do it, prepare a message in 30 minutes. But you have to know the scripture you are looking for. You have to know this, what applies to that situation. Praise the name of the Lord. So many things you may not you know, have to keep, but you have to keep the word of God in your head. Because when you need it most, there may be no time to go and search. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So the whole plan of the devil is to keep you captive through ignorance. 
Like we know, he doesn't create anything. Doesn't, he just works on our minds. So when he can hold you ignorant, then he can finish you. When he can hold you, most people who are not coming back to Christ, even from the place of weakness and sin, is because they have no word. A real Christian, the word will still tell him, oh yeah, turn back. The word will put the boundaries in your life. But when you don't have that word, you can sail out of the jetty and the anchor will not hold. Hallelujah. So it keeps you captive through ignorance and the wrong perspective. People that have the word of God, they think differently. They have a different way of thinking. People that have the word of God in them. Things happen to every one of us. The same situation may happen to two or three people. But the way they perceive it, the way they address it, will be different from the three. Because one of them is strong in the word. And the other may have zero, like some of us. Praise the name of the Lord. So if you have issues in life, it can most of the time be traced to a deficiency of the word, even abroad. Forget, there are problems abroad. Don't, ah, white people, they have problems too. They also have demonic problems. Are you, are you following me? Don't think it's only here. It's the same. They have issues. They commit suicide, don't they? Do they lose their jobs? It's even worse when you lose your job abroad than here. Because your job is tied to your income, tied to everything you have. You have a credit score. If you fail on your credit score, you can't buy anything. Am I right? You can't, it's worse there. And I've been praying that they will, they will do that here too. In Jesus' mighty name. No, it will be good for us. Nobody develops without those rules. You know, abroad, you, can, you cannot wake up and say, I'm resigning. Because you are paying your, your rent every month. If you don't pay in one month, in two months, you'll be homeless. But yeah, you have paid two years. Anything to anger in the office, I they resign. I quit. Then you, can, you still have 18 months to stay in that house and look for something. So you don't take your job seriously. And right now in this country, we don't have skilled human capital. Even if they dash us one billion trillion, we cannot multiply it in Nigeria. We don't have the skills. Because all of you are not serious. Mr. and Mrs. resign. Your CV, six months here, six months here, six months here, six months here, six months here. No skill after 10 years. That is where we are in Nigeria. It's a serious problem. I hope our president will get this, listen to this message someday. Seriously. Hallelujah. So we have issues in life. But there's deficiency of the world. So the main issue that we want to look at, I mean, in this is, how do you interpret the issues of your life? How do you see sickness? How do you see a dismissal from your job? How do you see... You know, no food to eat. 
How do you see a failure in school? What is your interpretation of the issues of your life? Those that have the word of God in them, the perfected word, they have a different interpretation. You are in sorrow, you are crying because you have a wrong interpretation. Because the word of God is not perfected. You may come to church, you may run to programs, you may do this worship, you may do this prayer. But you cannot interpret things rightly. Because to you, everything is punishment. Meanwhile, the Bible says, everything works together for good to them that love God. Everything. When you are, when the word of God is perfected in you, that will be a quick, quickened scripture that is alive in your life. And you will leave this level of seeing yourself as victim every time. When God is actually working some things in your life. And you know it because some years back you had risen from what you used to suffer to what you are today. Some years back you were in the village. Some years back you could not eat. And you took it as suffering and now you can eat. You didn't have admission. Now you have. Now can't you just look back and say, oh, so that time wasn't actually a problem. Then with that you look forward. This time is not a problem. No Christian has a problem, so to speak. Because when they do, they know that all things are working together for their good. David was anointed king. That is, they poured oil on him. They prayed for him. He thought it would be the next day. How many years more? 17 years, so to speak. 17 years is uh, 2019 what? It's a long time. Abraham had a promise. Bible says he waited patiently for it. And it was accounted to him for righteousness. Sometimes that promise is not tomorrow. Sometimes a revelation of your glory is not tomorrow. We used to have, I mean, we have a, we have a, a pastor friend who normally comes to, we call him Scatter and Gather. I'm sure you all, some of us know him. He'll tell you, don't worry, I want to preach. I will scatter everything, but at the end, I will gather it together. God does it. He will scatter everything. You will think everything is scattered and lost. But at the end, what does he do? He will gather them together. Then you will begin to, go, Wow. Wow. Then you start singing God is good. Where were you when you were, when you were going through? God wasn't good then. Sing your God is good every time. Tell your neighbor, sing your God is good every time. The God of the mountain is God in the valley. Hallelujah. He's God everywhere. I know it's tough for us to go through. But when the word is perfected in you, you will relax. The important thing is that when you die, they will not do autopsy and say, what killed him? Hunger. That will not be your autopsy in Jesus' name. <laughs> so all that you are saying is suffering, I, I suffer, I suffer, I suffer. If anybody dies, let them do autopsy. His heart, they will say, 
hunger killed him. There are people that die of hunger. But if you are here this morning, you are part of the two million prosperous Nigerians. Hallelujah. So you are not the one to complain. Praise the name of the Lord. So like I said, so the main issue with issues of life is your interpretation. Born out of the perspective at which you are looking at it. So always use the paradigm, the perspective of the word of God. Now I'm assuming that from now on that you know the word. So if you don't know it, you have to go and start knowing it. Now you now focus on the word and not on distractions. Focus on the word. I was in a program yesterday at Summit Bible Church and, you know, the minister, pastor, brother Keith Moore was teaching. And there was a place in the Bible in Numbers 21 where they said um, snakes, God was angry. So he said snakes, serpents into the midst of the Israelites, of his people. And snakes were biting all of them. And they now cried to God. And Moses spoke to the Almighty. And God told him, go and get his, um, create, you know, the image of a snake, put it on a pole. Whoever looks on that pole will not die. But the Bible tells us also that some people, when he was angry, I can't remember the scripture in the New Testament, that do not be like them that murmured, that they died beaten by snakes. Many people died. Even when there was a pole to look at, all you needed to do was to just look at that pole and nothing will happen to you. But the Bible says many people died, even at that. Because they refused to look at the snake, at the serpent. And you wonder, is somebody so stupid that they say, look, or you, even if you are angry, even if you don't believe, at least look first. What is there in looking? But they did not look. And that's how some of you will not read scripture after today. No, don't say amen for them, please. I said, that's how some of you will still not read scripture. Because what you are doing now is a serpent on the pole you are hearing. And all you need to do is to go and read. But you still will not read. Because the Bible is the most effective sleeping medicine. Once you carry it, you start sleeping. You should know that is devil. Hallelujah. So you need to focus. Focus on the word of God. Through the trials, through the difficulty, through the time being lost, through the time, you have to still focus. This is what the word of God says. We are talking this morning about the perfect word. This is what the word of God says. I will not be distracted. Hallelujah. Keep focusing. And he said, you know, you can imagine with snakes everywhere. And he said, oh, let me say, if there are two, two snakes in this place right now, what will happen? Will you look at Paul? If they announce a snake has entered here now, if they announce it now, and I say, you know what, relax, just look at the pool. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You will run out first before you start relaxing to many more snakes. So then, even if a snake had beaten you, it says, look at the pool. Even if it was biting your child, and you see your child, the snake is biting his leg. What did he say? Don't leave it. Don't go and meet. Tell the child, look at the pole. As you are also looking at the pole. 
follow me the way I follow Jesus. Look at the poor. Praise the name of the Lord. Focus on it. You know, sometimes we preach this word. And we tell you that you should not be distracted. Focus on the word of God. The word of God says, you are okay. You are fine. fine. Yesterday when he was teaching, in my mind I was like, ah, this word. By the time these people go for one prayer meeting, they will remove this word. I like prayer, but some prayer points need to be interrogated. Every stubborn pursuer, every stubborn pursuer, what are you telling the person? When we say there is no stubborn pursuer, when we say that the word of God says you are protected, we have told you many things about the word of God. You get outside, something happens, you lose and you get distracted. Even some preaching stuff can get you distracted. So we need to be very careful. We'll talk about, we'll preach something on distractions very soon. Hallelujah. Abraham focused on the word of God. The perfect word. Because until that word becomes perfected in you also, it has no, there is no result. So you hear the word, you get it to be perfected in you. At least to a certain level. Abraham focused. We had that teaching two weeks, two weeks Wednesdays ago. And we had a discussion that why was Abraham willing to sacrifice his son Isaac? And there were many things that were said. I ran it up by saying that because the word of God to him is final. To him, when God says go and sacrifice, it is go and sacrifice. Not, I know you will provide for me if I sacrifice this my son. No, that is not the thinking. He didn't think beyond that word, go and sacrifice. I said that on that day. He didn't think beyond. You know, and he went and took his son and was going to kill him. And the son said, where is the lamb? He said, the Lord will provide for himself a lamb. He had no plan B. You know, if it were a Nigerian coming to that sacrifice, as he's taking that son, he will be singing. I am serving a God of miracles. I know. Yes, I know. You don't believe. You know? He's a great provider. He's a great provider. He will surely provide for me because he wants to lose that son and he's saying that God will provide for him another son. You don't believe. When God sees it, I don't care. I'm losing this son. That is the end of it. No wonder. In Genesis 22. That, let's, let's just look at that scripture. Genesis 22. I'll be running up very soon. Hallelujah. Some people in church is just close, 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 close. That is in their mind. Eh? No matter how good the word is. No, uh, Genesis 21. Hallelujah. Okay, let me skip that scripture so that we save time. Hallelujah. It's just the scripture, and, uh, you know, talking about all the things I've said. So what does God intend to do? What does God intend with his word in our lives? 
what God intends us to do is to understand his word and connect our perspective with his word. This is what God says, it is well with me. Then when you see that situation that says it is not well with you, how are you looking at it? Focus on the one of God that says it is well with me. Look at it from the angle that God is working something in your life. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Sometimes it takes time. But always maintain God is working something in your life. And before you know what is happening, the heavens begin to work in your favor. So you must, you must, brothers and sisters, you must connect every situation. It may be difficult, it may be tough with the word of God. You have a report, this is your report, this is not my report. Bible says it is well. They are doing surgery, it is well. Maintain the same word. They cut off your leg, it is well. Never give up on that word. Even if everything seems contrary. Cut off your two hands, it is the same word. It has not changed. Praise the name of the Lord. So when we are able to connect these two, then his word becomes perfected in us. When you can always say, I stand, I know. Praise the name of the Lord. Some of you that know me, you'll be surprised. Some of us wonder how I'm so relaxed. Oh, yes. I'm relaxed most times, no matter the trouble. It only bothers me if my problem is going to affect you. So I'll be bothered for you, not for myself. If I'm owing you, I'll be bothered because I'm owing you and you're suffering because I'm owing you. But for me, I'm fine. Because I know what God is doing. Praise the name of the Lord. I know what God is doing. Hallelujah. So very quickly, the perfected word of God in us will deliver the following. Listen to this. Just seven points. Seven points of perfection. Number one, it will deliver life. When the word of God is perfected in you, it will deliver life. Hallelujah. It removes carnality. It makes you to be alive. You are always thinking about the spirit. What does God say? What will happen? What will the Holy Spirit do for me in this situation? In this, my school, I don't seem to be understanding. Holy Spirit, help me. Always go back to him. Now, some of us may say, before I can pray like that, I have to be pure and holy and, you know, faultless before you can pray like that. No. The Holy Spirit is in you. Always talk to him. So that you can, you can deliver life into your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at Acts chapter 13. Acts 13. And we'll read from verse 46. Are you tired? Should I round up? Okay, I will soon round up though. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you. Amen? Or let me look at it from verse 45. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. These are the Jews. Amen? 
Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, you Jews. These are the people from the tribe of Jesus. But since you put it from you, you do not want to hear. You put it aside. Push the word of God aside. And you judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, which is what we do. Lo, we have turned to the Gentiles. Since you will not hear, then they turn to the Gentiles. For so has the Lord commanded us, saying, I have said thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles, these are not the real people of the world, when they heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were, as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the region. I hope you know that when you preach to some people who are not born again, they receive this word stronger. Even Muslims, when they get born again, you'll be shocked the way they are firing on. They will read small Bible and fire on. But you, the Jews, we have to preach and preach and preach and you will still not do. But the Gentiles received it. People will come tomorrow, they will give their life, they will start reading Bible, they will finish believers class and they will be swearing high. And you will be doing, I've been, in, I've been a Christian for 10 years. Nothing to show. Not even one soul has been won. Praise the name of the Lord. So the word of God delivers, it quickens you, it brings you back alive. Romans 8, 6, to be carnally minded is death, to be spiritual minded is life and what? You cannot know because I know you don't read the Bible. Eh? Praise the name of the Lord. Galatians 2, 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. You can't, you can't even know that one at all now. Very few people. You can't, that one is a level. And you are a Christian. And you are coming to church to watch actor Odrun on stage. Keep watching. Me, I know somebody. One I know, I know them. Praise the name of the Lord. So it delivers life. Number two, it delivers the love of God. First John chapter 2, verse 5. First John chapter 2, verse 5. The Bible says, But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that, he, that we are in him. This is how we know we are in him. Hallelujah. So when you keep his word, the love of God is perfected in you. Hallelujah. Number three, it delivers mercy. God promised mercy. In Romans 9, 15, it says he will be merciful on whom he will have mercy on whom he will have mercy. Hallelujah. So you can read that scripture. He promised us mercy. Hallelujah in his word. In Deuteronomy 13, 18, Deuteronomy 13, 18, says the Lord said he will show mercy. He will show mercy. Psalm 119, 58 says, give me your mercy as you have promised in your word. 
The psalmist told the Almighty God, show me mercy as you have promised in your word. The word of God has promised us mercy. Praise the name of the Lord. What does that mean? As you are, you can go to God. Cover yourself with the blood of Jesus. Go before him, pray, I beg him, and go to him. Don't leave yourself without going back to the Almighty. Praise the name of the Lord. Number four, the word of God can deliver power to us. Amen. Revelations 12, 11, and they overcame him by what? The blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony completed. And they love not their lives unto the death. They gave everything. They left their life. They just continued to just serve God. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, it can also deliver salvation, number five. It can deliver salvation. James 1, 21. Oh, I love that scripture. James chapter 1, verse 21. James 1, 21. The Bible says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. You don't have the word of God, you are in danger. We are all living within among arrows. Arrows are flying. Devil is tempting. Weaknesses are show, made, being made manifest. Things are going wrong. You know, there's, the, your, the ship is shaking. And you are there. You don't even have the word of God in, the, in that. Praise the name of the Lord. Receive the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. The word of God brings salvation. Hallelujah. That's why I'm praying this morning that if you are here, you are not saved. Let this word encourage you. Let this word be an assurance to you. That something will happen in your life. When you receive the word of God. Hallelujah. The word of God brings joy. Number six. In Jeremiah 15, 16. I like that. Jeremiah 15, 16. Let's open to it very quickly. Chapter 15, verse 16. The Bible says, Thy words were found. Like you have found them this morning. And I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. You are called by the name of the Almighty. They call you Christian, son of Jesus. Go and eat the word and let joy fill your heart. When you eat the word, you will understand that sickness has an end. You will understand that surely there's an end. The expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. That thing you are believing God has given you sorrow. The Bible says that he will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. These things are all there. So when you are called a Christian, you should get the word as you are getting it this morning. Eat it. Study it. Cook it. Hallelujah. And swallow it. And you will find joy in your soul. I pray for somebody this morning. Joy returns to you today. Amen. I say joy returns to your life today. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Restore the joy of salvation. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Psalm 50, 51 verse 12. Hallelujah. Number 7. Finally, it will deliver strength to you. Strength. Many times I've thought of, can I give up? 
in the past and I'm tired of this Christianity. I can't go again. I'm tired. I used to be, you know, a, a boy around town too. You know, everything just changed. When I got born again, all my friends disappeared. No more going to dance. No more, you know, things that you used to enjoy, you go out. But when the words are coming in, I saw the other side. I still enjoy life. You know, I still wear nice clothes. I still travel. I still eat good food. What are the sinners enjoying that I'm not enjoying? Is it whiskey? I'm not saying you should not. I'm not saying anything. No, no I'm just saying the things I'm no longer doing. I didn't used to drink. But there are things I still enjoy music. Praise the name of the Lord. And I enjoy seeing beautiful people like you every Sunday. Hallelujah. So life is still going on fine. You have nothing to lose. Don't think you are losing anything when you give your life to Christ. There's also the excitement on the other side. To know that you are going to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says that it will deliver strength. And what is that strength? It is a faith to continue. When you are getting weak, you tell yourself, no, I cannot stop. I must continue this journey. When you understand the word of God, you will fight. You will, you will walk towards the end. Oh, you will study the Bible. You want to do more for Christ. You have a paradigm of heaven. At the end of the day, that's where we are all going to. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Romans 4, 13. Our closing scripture. Romans chapter 4, verse 13. Amen. There are some messages that you don't want to preach as a message, but as a genuine conversation between you and your brethren. And this is one of such messages that I, I determine in my heart that this won't just be preaching. It will be a genuine conversation between me and my children and my brethren. I pray that what you have heard today we ignite a new fire in you. All you need to do is to just read the Bible. Begin to read the Bible. Begin to read the word of God. Hallelujah. Take things more seriously. Yesterday when I was in that meeting and that man of God was teaching, I put on my phone to record and I recorded the whole one hour, 27 minutes on my phone. because I, was, I, I could not afford to miss what he was saying. So I will sit down later today and always, you know, and go through it. Whenever I get home on Sunday, during Sunday and Monday, I listen to my message. And I even wonder, how did you say all these things you said? And that is when it even blesses me. Because right now I'm the one talking. Do you go back to play messages? Do you listen to all these things? about? Even if you don't read, you can listen. Who do you listen to? Hallelujah. So my desire this morning, because I desire a change in the lives of every one of you, is to draw closer and begin to study. You have weaknesses you are fighting with, at least they be studying the Bible. Because that is where you will derive strength to strengthen you on this journey. Praise the name of the Lord. Because the devil is at work 
is trying to draw you back to. Every one of us is trying to, he's at work, very arrogant and proud, wicked devil. He will do anything to draw you back. But if you have no anchor that you have tied your right leg to, which is the word of God, you are going to be drawn out. But when you go out, that your leg is still tied to the anchor and you can always pull back. That is what the word of God does to you. It gives you the strength to continue. Praise the name of the Lord. Romans chapter 4, verse 13. It says, for the promise, we're talking about Abraham here. Amen? Let me read 12. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had, he had, being yet uncircumcised. We are circumcised. When he didn't even know the word, his heart was not circumcised. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. It wasn't a decree by faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, then faith is made void. If you can just be heirs to the kingdom without being a child of God, there was your faith for. But this is by faith. And the promise that was made to him will have no effect if everybody could inherit that. Hallelujah. Because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. But once there is law, you will start seeing your transgressions. Therefore, verse 16, it is of faith that it might be by grace. It is of faith so that you can know that it is the grace of God. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. God said that to him. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope. When there was no hope at all, he still believed in hope. Come on. When there was no reason to believe in hope, he still believed. That's why I told you, don't worry. At what point do you stop believing? No point. You believe to the end. You are believing they will not sack you. They sack you. They took all your money. They drove you. They said you will never get a job again. And truly, you are not getting a job. It, they have not succeeded. You keep believing what God says. Praise the name of the Lord. So who again so believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations? You see, that's why I said, Abraham, when he hears the word of God, he doesn't think of anything. He doesn't think of anything else. I am the father of many nations. God has said it. I believe it. That settles it. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And he said in verse 19, I am being not weak in faith. Listen to this. He considered not his own body now dead when he was an hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. They told him at a hundred you will have a child. Sarah at ninety will have a child. Somebody who at twenty did not have, at thirty did not have, at forty did not have, at fifty did not have, sixty did not have. They're not telling her at ninety that she will have a child. 
And Abraham, old man, the Bible says, he did not consider his own body. He did not look and say, but uh, what, what can this body have a child again? Because he believed what God said. When God says it concerning you, he will say to it. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. He staggered, he didn't stagger at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded, no, these words need to be enlarged. They, are, they use them too simply here. You know, to bring out Abraham's character. Bible says he was fully, to the end, fully persuaded, not persuaded, fully persuaded that no matter what, and be fully persuaded that, that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. How many of you know that what God has promised in your life is able to perform? Shout a big hallelujah. hallelujah. I said a big one, please. Hallelujah. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. He was an idol worshiper. Because he believed, they marked righteousness. He passed. No born again, no Sunday school, nothing, no special life, no speaking in tongues, nothing fresh from the uh, shrine. They called him righteous. There are some things you do to God. God will mark you righteous. Praise the name of the Lord. Now it was not written for his sake alone that was imputed to him, you know, as being righteous. But for us also, to whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus, our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification, we shall be imputed as righteous. Rise on your feet, everybody. Rise on your feet, everyone, this morning. I believe today is a turnaround day for somebody here this morning. There is nothing more than this. Just meditate on what you have heard. There's nothing more than this. When that rich man died, he said to <laughs> Father, please send Lazarus. Let him go and tell my brethren that this thing is real. God said, no, I sent many pastors to them. They did not believe. If they did not believe, even if you go from the dead, they still will not believe. Brethren, it is not more than this. You will not hear more than this. This is the scripture. If the word of God is in you, it's in your life. If you read it, if you chew it, if you eat it, your life will change. Close your eyes where you are. And say, Father, create a desire in me this morning for your word. Some things you know you cannot, but when there's a desire, the Almighty God, He will, he will just leave you, He will do it for you. You'll be surprised how things will begin to happen. Say, Father, Lord, create this desire in me. 
I know I've tried before. So I always forget to read. I always drop the Bible. Things always overshadow it, overcrowding. I don't even have a Bible. When you just tell the Almighty God, I want to be different from today, brethren, He will organize it in your favor. And when you begin to study the word, there will be new revelations. And the Almighty God will work for you in a new way. I am sure of that. When your perspective changes, to not to see that you are the poorest man on earth, you are the one who has suffered most on earth. No. When you see God glorified in you, things begin to change in your life. I desire concerning every man, every woman this morning that your life will not be the same. It will be my joy and my prayer as your pastor to see you prospering and doing very well. And that is why with intensity in my heart I have spoken this morning with compassion for everyone who is going through one issue or the other that there will be deliverance today even by the perfected word of God. Say, Father, help me. Let me not be the one spoiling my story just by not reading your word. Just go ahead and pray. Is your life empty of the word? Or is your life full of issues? Too many issues. You need to study the word. You need to receive the spirit of God from his word. It will correct and work with you. It may take time. It may be instant. But that is for him to decide. Because he knows the calendar of your life. That he already set. Please close your eyes and pray everyone. Now if you are not born again, where do you stand? You are not even here. How can the Almighty, how can things begin to happen? Even when you read the Bible, it becomes letter, not spirit. Because there must be resident in you the Spirit of God to bring forth the Spirit in the world. That's why this morning you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. To say, Lord, <laughs> today will not pass me by. Wherever you are, just wave your hand. I'll pray with you from here. And the Almighty God will begin something you cannot imagine in your life. He did it in my own life, I know. I know he will do it in your life. Quickly, lift up your hands before I pray. Quickly, don't let anything hinder you after today. It's your opportunity. Thank you for that hand. Any other hand, let the usher see the hand and we'll give you a card. That's all. Any other person, quickly, quickly. Thank you, Lord. Any other person. It's about you. It's not about your neighbor. It's not about me. It's about you know your life. You know what you are going through. You know what your family is going through. You can deliver them. You can teach them what you have heard today. And your story of your lineage will change forever. Any other hand, quickly. Don't hold yourself down this morning. While the rest of us are praying, praying with our eyes closed.
Are you sure you are praying wherever you are? A day like this can change your story. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray for your children who have received the card, who have proposed in their heart and signified by reason of their hands that they really want to come to you. The Bible says, he that comes to you, you in no wise cast out. Thank you, Father, Lord God Almighty, for today. A day they will never forget. Lord, I pray that, Father, you will take them by the hand and you will lead them on your path. That, Lord Almighty, you will reveal yourself in your word to them and you will perfect your word in their lives. That from, from them will begin to flow rivers of living water in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray none of these ones will go to hell. Bible says when you save today, you save to the uttermost. Please walk on them and save them totally. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. And so please, if you have received that prayer, just move to the back of the auditorium. You are given the card. Take everything that belongs to you and move to the back of the auditorium. Somebody's waiting to meet with you. Please move like a king. Move like a queen. Let's clap for Jesus. Let's keep clapping for Jesus. Let's keep clapping for Jesus. For every soul that comes to him, there's rejoicing in heaven. He never fails. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands, every man, every woman. Close your eyes and I'll pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I bless you for today. Thank you, Lord, for these, your children. Thank you for what you have started now. Lord God Almighty, I come against distractions. In the name of Jesus, in all these lives, I rebuke the hand of the enemy. Whatever be the plan of the devil to keep them from going forward. Father, I destroy today in the name of Jesus. I stand upon this altar and I decree that the love for your word, the love to study, will be established in these lives today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that Father, in every area they will be victorious. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for the things you have delivered into their lives. Father, let there be a new manifestation. Let them begin to experience things afresh. Let joy return in its fullness. In the mighty name of Jesus. And above all, none of these ones will make it to hellfire. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. In the name of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let's shout a bigger amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. We'll be glad to have you worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. God bless you.